How are we doing, Parkview? We good? Good. So good to see you today. I am glad that you've made the choice uh, to be here this weekend. I know there's lots of things you could be doing uh, today, but I'm glad that you've carved out time uh, to sing and to study God's Word together. If you're new around here or if you've been around Parkview for a long time on either campus, I just want to say I'm glad you're here, especially today as we start this brand new series called Hashtag Wisdom. And it is going to be a study on the book of Proverbs uh, for the next uh, five or six weeks. And really, again, if you've been in church a whole lot or just a little bit, I think it's going to be huge in our lives as we gain more and more wisdom from the Bible on just how uh, to live. And to get us all headed in the same direction today as we, as we really just uh, today launch into this series, it's kind of the introductory part of this series, I want to make sure we're all headed in the same direction. And I want to tell you a true story uh, about a guy, uh, some of you may have heard about him, it's a guy who really, really needed a series like this on wisdom. His name is Larry Walters. Now, maybe you're familiar with this guy. Larry's dream from when he was just a little kid was to fly. And so when he got old enough in his uh, teenage young adult years, he uh, went to the Air Force and signed up because he wanted to be a pilot. Uh, the problem is he had poor eyesight and uh, he found out pretty quickly that he couldn't be a pilot, and so his years with the Air Force really didn't last very long. And, and so you fast forward a few years after he was out of the Air Force, he was in his home in Southern California. And he's sitting around in his backyard on like a Saturday afternoon, true story, and he starts to look at his lawn chair. And he begins to think, I wonder if this lawn chair could fly. And so Larry goes down to the local Army-Navy surplus store, and he buys about two dozen helium kind of hot air balloons, brings those back home, and he attaches these balloons to his lawn chair, and then he attaches his lawn chair to his Jeep, he ties it to his Jeep, and then he fills up the balloons. True story. And then Larry goes inside his house, and he uh, makes some sandwiches, and gets his pellet gun and goes back out and straps himself into his lawn chair. This is a picture of Larry strapped to his lawn chair. And his thought is that uh, he will just kind of sever this cord and he'll just kind of lazily float up into the air a few hundred feet and, you know, kind of look over his house for an hour or so and wave hello to some of his friends or, or something like that. And then when he's ready to come back down, he'll just take his pellet gun and shoot some of these balloons and just kind of just float back down to the earth. And so that was his plan. So what he does is he takes and he, he cuts the cord that's holding his lawn chair to the Jeep. And instead of floating just lazily up into the air, he shoots into the air like he's shot out of a cannon. Okay. And he, he doesn't go up just a hundred feet or 200. He passes a thousand feet. He passes 3,000 feet, 5,000 feet. True story. Larry passes 10,000 feet, 12,000 feet. He eventually levels off at 15,000 feet. Now, at this altitude, he is now scared to shoot any of the balloons, right? Lest he become unbalanced. So what's he do? He just kind of floats around up there. True story. An hour goes by, two hours, four hours, six hours go by, eight hours go by, ten hours go by. Larry floats around for 14 hours. 
Can you imagine what he's thinking up there? The sandwiches are gone. He's freezing cold. Can you imagine what people are thinking on the ground? Where's Larry? Uh, I don't know. The lawn chair's gone. We don't know. He's, where, where he's at? Uh, uh, eventually, Larry, the winds take him, and he drifts into the primary approach corridor for Los Angeles International Airport. Okay, this is a picture of him kind of floating around up there. He floats into the Los Angeles International Airport, and we know this because there's a Delta airline pilot who radios back to the control tower about passing a guy at 15,000 feet in a lawn chair with a pellet gun. So eventually, you know, I don't know exactly how it happens, but he shoots some balloons. He comes back down to earth. Of course, as soon as he lands on the ground, he's arrested, and uh, the police are taking him away, and there's a reporter that kind of screams out to him and says, Larry, Larry, why'd you do it? And here's Larry's response. I, I love his response. He says this. He says, hey, a guy can't just sit around. <laughs> That's it, right? Which, which is true, you know. Guys, especially, we got to have something to do, right? We got to have something to put our hands to. But, but here's what I think we can all agree upon, Parkview. What Larry did was not wise, right? It wasn't wise. And the reason I tell us this whole story to get us headed into this series is because whether you've been in church a whole lot or just a little bit, whether you call yourself a Christian or not, I think there's probably a little Larry in all of us. We all do some things from time to time that just aren't that wise. And that's why this study on Proverbs is going to be so good as we just get wisdom poured into our life for the next few weeks. So if you have a Bible, I want to ask you to find the book of Proverbs. If you have a smartphone, if you have a tablet, whatever it is, however you locate Scripture, I want you to find the book of Proverbs. And let me tell you why you're doing that, that if you've ever thought that the Bible was irrelevant or you've ever thought that the Bible, you know, was outdated or impractical, the book of Proverbs is for you. Because the book of Proverbs, it, the wisdom in it is like bite size. The verses in Proverbs are really short verses. Sometimes I've heard people call them like tweets for the soul. They're kind of like tweets for the soul. That, that's what Proverbs is. It's perfect for our current culture. And while you're locating Proverbs, let me just do this. I want to share some of my favorite Proverbs with you. Over the course of my life, I've read the book of Proverbs many times each year. And I'm going to tell you kind of how... You can do that at the end of the message today. But I've read through Proverbs over and over and over through the different years of my life. And there's just so much great wisdom in there that we don't even always recognize is there. So let me just share a few of these with you just to kind of, again, get us introduced to this book. Uh, the very first one would be in Proverbs 14.30. It says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Just simple truth, but, but so applicable to our lives. How many of you know that envy and jealousy, man, they can just ravage you, can't they? You can have all kinds of good stuff going on in your life, but envy can just destroy any joy that you have in your life. Or what about this one in Proverbs 27? A nagging spouse is like the drip, drip, drip of a leaky faucet. You can't turn it off, and you can't get away from it. And some of you are thinking, is that really in the Bible? It's really in the Bible. I mean, you should read it. There's some really good stuff in there. Well, let's go ahead and move on past that one because some of you are getting angry. All right, here we go. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Pretty 
direct and to the point, right? Just some wisdom from Proverbs. What about this? The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow, haven't you seen that? In people's lives, the more generous they are with their time, the more generous they are with their resources, it, it just seems like more opportunities come about and more doors begin to open for them. It's just kind of the way things work a lot of, a lot of times. Or what about this? A refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. And all the parents said... Amen, amen, right? Love your children by disciplining them. And I know, especially if you're a student in the room or a kid in the room on either campus, this may feel a little bit strange, but the Bible actually says that when parents don't discipline their children, when they don't give parameters, when they don't give guardrails, it's kind of like you don't really love them if you're not giving them these, these things to abide by. That's what the book of Proverbs would say. That would be wisdom for our life. What about this? Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want junk like that in your belly? It tastes good. It's kind of sweet going in, but then when it gets inside you, it just kind of feels sick and you kind of feel bad about what you've listened to. Or let me just kind of finish up with this one here. When God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. So powerful. That's the kind of life I want. I want to live a life, and, and I don't always nail it from day to day, but the kind of life I want to live on a daily basis is a life that is so in tune with God, that is so approved of by God, that I'm so in line with what he's doing, that even people who are against me, even people who don't agree with me, will, will want to shake my hand. That's the kind of life I want to lead. When you start reading through Proverbs, here's what you find. You see a pattern. You, you see this reoccurring theme all throughout the book of Proverbs, and it leads us to the whole idea for this series. Let's just take a look at this in Proverbs chapter 2. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. If you read all of chapter 2, you find five more times that it talks about wisdom coming from the Lord. Moving on to chapter 3, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. That's what wisdom is like. Or what about chapter 4, the very next chapter? Get wisdom. Get understanding. And do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Sorry, back one. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. All throughout the book of Proverbs, if you've read it a lot in your life or you haven't maybe read it very much, all throughout the book of Proverbs, it says this to us. Hey, listen, Parkview, people, whatever it takes, you should get wisdom into your life. Whatever you have to leverage, whatever you have to sell, whatever time, whatever energy, whatever money it costs you, you should be wanting to get wisdom in your life, whether you're young or old, whether you're a teenager or whether you're retired. And the question that I think we, is being begged to be asked is simply this, why? Why should we want so much to get wisdom in our lives? Why should we spend so much time and energy doing that? And here's the answer to that question. Listen closely. The answer is this. It's because many of the decisions that you and I are called to make on a day-to-day -day basis are not between choosing from right and wrong. 
Many of the times, isn't this true? Many times what you find yourself in is stuck between one good choice and another good choice. What I'm saying is every single week, all of you are going to have to make decisions. And each of those decisions you make could have three or four or five options. And all of those options are okay. Every single choice you have to make is morally permissible. And so here's what wisdom does. Wisdom goes beyond what's right. And it helps us understand what's wise. Because there may be two or three things that could be right. But what's wise in our lives? In order, again, to help us understand that and and just see how this works from the book of Proverbs in our real everyday lives, let me just share a few scenarios with you, things that you could face, things that I could face in the next few days or weeks or, or sometime this summer. Now, here's the first one. Should you spend the evening surfing Facebook or watching TV or reading a book or playing a game with your family. That's sometimes what you're faced with on a regular old evening. And, and here's the thing about all of those. None of those are necessarily wrong, right? I mean, you're not going to go to hell for any of this stuff, right? But there is a wise, there probably are some wise options in there. And that's what wisdom helps us to understand. Or what about this one? Should you put your child in kindergarten or into preschool this year, or should you wait until next year? A lot of you are going to be thinking about that this summer, and and there's not necessarily a right or wrong there. It's like what's best for your family and what's best for your kid. It's, It's what's the wise choice, not necessarily what's the right or wrong choice. Or what about this? Should you stay home this summer and do a staycation right here around the Chicagoland area, or should you take the family to Florida for a week? Well, again... Either of those things could be fine, could be good options, but depending upon your schedule, depending upon your resources and finances and all those other things that go into play, there's probably a wise choice in that for you as well. Should you go to, uh, on a mission trip or should you go to a marriage conference? Uh, I'll just go ahead and help you out with this one, especially guys. Here's the answer to that. Whatever your wife says you should do, that's the answer to that one, okay? That's going to be wisdom. Whatever she says is going to be the answer to that. Moving on. Uh, Should you buy a house or should you rent a house? Or what about this? Should you lease a car or should you buy a car? Again, just they, they could be fine either way. And here's what's so cool about wisdom. It goes beyond what's right and wrong. It goes beyond what's good, And it begins to illuminate the best choice based upon the complex realities of your lives and your families. And so that's why I love the book of Proverbs. And and in this book, it, it suggests two different places where we can find wisdom where it's available and uh, if you're taking notes here's the first thing I want you to write down and that is that wisdom is available in the Bible wisdom is available in the Bible wisdom is another way to say it may be that wisdom is found in the Bible this is my little Bible right here that I carry around with me oftentimes I, I I've been carrying this since my freshman year of high school and I read it in coffee shops and in the car and on airplanes and at home and all that and you, you probably have a Bible too at some place that you carry around or somewhere in your life and 
I just want to again let you know this. You know, most of you know this, that wisdom is found in the Bible. But, but here's the thing. Not everyone who reads the Bible is wise. It's found in the Bible. But not everyone who reads the Bible is wise. Amen? And let me, let me tell you this, Parkview. I have met all kinds of foolish people who love to read the Bible because it makes them feel wise. It makes them feel wise. But the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is not reading the Bible. Any foolish person can read the Bible. The difference between a wise person and a foolish person is actually obeying it. Reading it and obeying it and applying the Bible to our everyday lives. And don't just take my word for that. That's just not me sitting on a stage spouting out these things. Do you listen to what Jesus says? Jesus speaks in Matthew chapter 7 specifically about the wisdom of the Bible and how it works in our everyday lives. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read this to you from the message version of the Bible. Take a look at this. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples and the people who are listening around him. They're not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. The rain poured down and the river flooded and a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed on the rock. This is so big. Listen to this. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't really work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. And when Jesus had concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying, quite a contrast to the religion teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. Wisdom is available in the Bible to every single one of us. If this is your first time in church in five or ten years, wisdom is available to you right here in the Bible. If you've been in church for 30 years, you know this. Wisdom is available to you in the Bible. But here's the thing. You have to, I have to actually use it. You have to build your life on it in order to actually benefit from it. It's not enough for me and you to have wisdom, to have the Bible just laying around in our lives. You may have a Bible on your counter in your kitchen. You may have a Bible by your bed in your bedroom. You may have a Bible in your backpack if you're a student or in your, on your desk at work. You may have wisdom laying all around. But it's not enough to just have it laying around. We have to actually build our lives on it and apply it to our lives in order for it to make a difference in our lives. And I know so many of you, I know so many of you know that. I know that. But yet there's many times where I just, I read it and don't apply it. And that's what makes the difference. I've been thinking a lot the last few weeks. I knew I was going to be launching into this new series on wisdom. And I'm, I'm thinking, how should we get into this? And how could I describe this? And, and that sort of thing. And, and so I think the best way I can maybe describe this whole idea to you is to take you back several years ago now. Um, my wife 
had taken my kids, Ruby and Cole, they were really little at the time, and she had taken them away for a weekend to visit some family. Uh, we were living in Kentucky at this time in our life, and so since they were away, it meant that I had a whole weekend at home alone, right? And uh, as a, a dad, as a guy, it's not always a good thing because whenever I get a weekend alone, that means I'm going to go buy something or build something, okay? <laughs> That's just what's going on in my life. And on this particular weekend, I decided it was the perfect time to get the Clark family a brand new barbecue grill. And I was so excited. And so I can remember going down to the local home improvement store and I go in there and I'm looking around, you know, I'm shopping at the biggest, you know, like baddest barbecue I can find. And I end up locating this one barbecue and, and they box it all up for me. They bring out the box and the box is like up to my chin. And so it was amazing. You know, it was like huge and it was wide. And, and these guys helped me load this big, huge barbecue box into the back of my Jeep Cherokee. I can remember like it was yesterday going back home to my house there in, in Kentucky and dropping that big box all by myself out of the Jeep Cherokee onto my driveway and then it had those little handles on it, those little latches and I grabbed onto that and I kind of just dragged it through the grass into the backyard. I felt like I'd like conquered a beast or something like that. I felt like it's so amazing and I take it back into the back and I, I, I haul it up onto my big huge deck in our backyard and, and it's just a beautiful day. It was a beautiful Saturday morning, you know, the sun was out, the birds were singing to me. It was amazing and, and so I, I'm, I'm just, I, I begin to rip into this box and I'm not kidding, when I ripped into this box like 5,000 pieces fell out all over the place. Maybe you've been there when you're trying to build a barbecue or something like that. And, and to me, here's what I thought. This is awesome. Okay. This is going to be an amazing day. And so I began immediately to start snapping and screwing stuff together. And it was fantastic. Maybe about two hours or so into the project, I was a little bit frustrated because I started thinking to myself, you know what? This, uh, th this is going to take a little longer than I thought it should take about two hours in. By the time I get to about three hours in, I'm completely frustrated, and here's why. Because nothing is fitting together right anymore, and I have all kinds of pieces I don't need anymore. I don't know why they gave me all these pieces. They don't fit anywhere necessarily, and so I'm like in all kinds of trouble. And so at that point, past the three-hour mark, I did something that all, that all guys hate to do. And uh, honestly, it's... It's, uh, it's not easy to talk about in public, okay? Uh, I uh, went over, walked across my deck to the big, huge pile of trash that I had pulled out the, the box apart, and I reached down in, and I located the what? The instructions that I had discarded hours ago. And I brought them back over and I began to look through them and see where these parts go. And here's why, here's what all this means. When I began to realize the complexity of the project at hand, I had no choice but to grab the instructions. It's just what I had to do. And the reason I tell that whole thing is because of this. I, I believe this with all my heart, and you're never going to convince me otherwise on this. I believe with all my heart that the Bible is the ultimate instruction manual for our lives. I just do. And, and here's the thing you need to know that I know about you. You can do your life without this. I know you can. People do their life all the time without the Bible. You can do friendships without the Bible. You can do marriage. You can do finances. You can raise kids without the Bible. But here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. If you do, at some point you're going to wake up 
and realize this thing called life is a whole lot more complex than you thought it was. And at one point, you're probably going to wake up and you're going to have part of your life, maybe your finances, laying around you in pieces. Or maybe your kiddos. Or maybe your marriage. And it's going to be really hard to try and figure out how to put it back together again. And so what do we need? We need wisdom, right? We need wisdom on how to do dating and be married. And, and guess what? That's in here. How to date is in here. How to be married is in here. How to do marriage is in here. We need wisdom on how to raise our kids in this kind of world. And guess what? That's in here. And we need wisdom on how to do our finances and things like that. And, and that, is all, that is all in here. That is all in this book. And I think if we could just see beyond ourselves, like even... Today, if we, could, if we could see into the heavens, we, we, would, we would see or we would hear God speaking down to us. God would say, hello, w would you just use this book? I mean, it's in, it's in your language. Okay, a lot of people don't even have it in their language yet. It's in your language, and you can get a big fat one, or you can get a little tiny one like Todd has. If you need big letters for your eyesight, you can get big letters, and, and you can get one with just Old Testament or New Testament. You can get ones that are brown, or you can get a black cover. You can get a blue cover. You can get a pink cover. doesn't matter what kind of cover you get. Just, just use it. Use it. Wisdom is available in the Bible, but not everybody who reads the Bible is wise. Because we have to apply it, we have to actually build our lives on it in order to benefit from it. That's the first place. Wisdom is available in the Bible. Here's the second thing if you're taking notes today. Wisdom is experienced in community. It's available in the Bible, but it's experienced most oftentimes in community. The book of Proverbs indicates over and over and over and over and over that a person who is an individualist is foolish. Anyone who thinks they can just do life alone is a fool, but a wise person seeks out advice. They seek out community. Take a look at this verse in Proverbs 12, verse 15. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. A wise person has friends, a wise person has advisors, and the wise person actually listens to them. When I was preaching just a few weeks ago right here with us at Parkview, I I talked about some of this stuff and how wise people listen to people in their lives and, and, and seek that wisdom and then actually listen to it. And, and here's what I think. Here's what I've discovered um, just as I talk to people in the world. And I've probably been guilty of this at times for sure in my life. But I think there's a whole lot of people in our world today who have kind of fooled themselves into thinking that they are wise because they're always seeking out advice. And so I, I, I know people, I have some close friends who are always seeking out advice, you know, from, from people on Facebook or from people on Twitter or from, you know, they're finding something on Instagram or on the telephone or at the, at the coffee shop or at the golf course or they're reading it in books or on TV shows and stuff like that. And, and I want you to know that all that stuff is great. The problem is what a lot of people do is they continue to seek advice until they find the advice they're seeking, right? We talked about this a few weeks ago, and that is not wise, that is actually foolish. That's foolishness in our lives. If you want to write something down in your notes, write, write this down about wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to seek and surrender to advice even when it is not the advice you are seeking. 
That's what wisdom is. A lot of us have some counselors, we have some family, we have some people in our, our lives. Maybe even this week, you've asked advice to somebody you know, and they have given you good, strong, godly advice. But yet you've decided not to listen to it. And Proverbs would say, man, that's just crazy. That's foolishness. If you have these people in your life, you should actually listen to it and, and move on. Let me share another proverb with you about wisdom. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffer harm. This is another proverb about wisdom being experienced inside of community. When you walk with wise people, you grow wise. The companion of fools suffers harm. Just about a, a year or so ago, my parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, and I took this picture of them walking on a beach down in the Dominican Republic. And uh, just take a look at that for a moment. When you see people who are walking together, what do you think? Walking on the beach, walking down the sidewalk in your neighborhood, they're probably sharing some of their hopes or some of their sorrows, some of the dreams they have or something like that from their life. That, that's a lot of times what we start thinking when people walk together. When, when someone says to you, let's go for a walk, not, not take a walk, that's different, okay? Hey, take a walk. No, that's a whole different message. Um, okay? when, when someone says, let's go for a walk, it's like they're inviting you into community, they're inviting you to talk, and they're inviting you to trust and that sort of thing. And the writer of Proverbs observes this, that, that who you and I choose to walk with dramatically affects our wisdom. Whoever you choose to do life with directly affects your wisdom. Think back to your high school biology class. Some of you probably don't want to go there. But remember back in high school biology and you learned about those things called semi-permeable membranes. And those are those very thin, microscopically thin walls that allow particles to pass back and forth between them. They're semi-permeable membranes. You know what Proverbs says? It says your life is just like that. That's exactly the way our lives are. The values and the convictions and the ideas and the morals of people we walk with begin to find their way into our lives. Whether we realize it or not, whether we want that to happen or not, we are deeply affected. doesn't matter if you've been a Christian a long time or just a little bit. The people we walk with directly affect the wisdom that we have in our lives. Over the last probably 15 years of my life, there's this one phrase that I've been saying over and over and over uh, to people, anybody who will listen to it, it, it's this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right? If you will show me, if we could sit down and have a coffee and you would tell me who you're walking with, tell me who you're spending time with, tell me who you're kind of following along with, if you will show me that, I can describe for you pretty clearly and pretty accurately where you're headed, where you're going to end up in a few months or a few years from now. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so let's look at that verse one more time. Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Here's the big learning in this verse. There's lots of big learnings, but here's another one to think about. The book of Proverbs is clear that both wisdom and foolishness 
are experienced in community. Wisdom and foolishness are experienced in community. It's just true. It's the way it is. And if you want to think about this, and we'll kind of pull this together and wrap it up for this weekend, but think about this. Just let me take you to a place. Think about one of the greatest moments in your life. Maybe it was a few months ago. Maybe it was a few decades ago. Just think about one of the great moments, the great seasons. Think about one of the great experiences you had in your life. And now begin to think about the people who were right around you. Who was right around you in that season? It was probably some pretty good, wise people who were right around you in that good, amazing season of your life. Now do this. Think about, I don't really want to take you there, but think about some of those bad seasons. Think about some of those times you regret, a Friday night that you wish you could just forget or a a weekend you wish you could completely erase. You know what, if I could go back and erase that weekend seven years ago, I'd be a whole different person, right? Now think about, when you think about that time, think about who was around you during that time. Who was around you during those seasons? It was probably some pretty off, pretty foolish type of people. When we walk with wise people, we get more wise. When we walk with foolish people, we become foolish. Both wisdom and foolishness is experienced in community. And this is what we learn from the book of Proverbs. Now let's wrap this up. The whole goal today as we launch into this new series has been just two things. To just show you again, to review for many of us the fact that wisdom is available in the Bible and that wisdom is experienced in community. And for our next step today, Parkview, as as we head out of this space, our next step, I want it to be this. Here's the challenge. Let's read the Bible together. For the next six weeks or so that this series is going on, let's just commit right now to read the Bible together. Let's read the Bible because that's where wisdom's at, but let's not just read it alone. Let's read the Bible together. So, so this is the next step for you. Let me, let me describe this. In the book of Proverbs, there are 31 chapters. Did you know that? Doesn't matter if you have a fat Bible or a thin Bible. Doesn't matter if you have a blue cover or black cover. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you for the next six weeks or so during this series to read the chapter of Proverbs that corresponds with the day that you are living. Okay? So, for instance, Monday is going to be June 27th. And so you and I would read chapter... 27. Tuesday will be the 28th. Read Proverbs chapter 28. And then here's the thing. If you get busy for a few days, you have travel, you have business, you have kids, and you're, you're all the way to Saturday, you haven't read again since Tuesday, guess what? Don't beat yourself up. Just discover what is the date on Saturday and read that chapter in Proverbs. Read the chapter of Proverbs that corresponds with the day you are living. And then let's do this together, though, in community. Check this out. When you're reading through Proverbs and you're on social media like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or something like that, begin to use these hashtags, wisdom and Parkview. Put those together so we can not only read it together, or not only read it alone, but we can begin to study together, not just on the weekend, but all during the week. This is what it might look like for you. Uh, Here's mine, Todd Clark on Twitter. September 27th equals Proverbs 27. This is what I may have on Monday. Wow, check out verse 10, Parkview, wisdom. And we can all begin then to learn from each other and and go back and forth with each other. And we can study it on weekends on our campuses, but we can also begin to learn and grow from this wisdom all week long. Let's read the Bible and study the Bible together.
Now here's one last thing, and that is that uh, there's a wisdom Bible app coming out for the U version uh, of the Bible. So if you have a smartphone, if you have a tablet, you can up here on the screen, you can text Bible to that number 62953. And on July 1st, uh, you will get that app where we can all begin with that YouVersion Bible app reading through Proverbs together as well. And it will remind you, if you'll just text that number, it will send that to you automatically on July 1st. And we can all begin to study together. It's going to be a great journey. It's going to be a great five or six weeks this summer studying the Bible together and getting wise. Amen? Cool. Let's pray together today. God, thanks for today. Thanks for the time and the opportunity we have to come together in a, in a space like this and, and to sing and to just recalibrate our, our hearts and souls to you. Uh, thank you so much, God, for the wisdom that can be found in the Bible. And, and most all of us would have one laying around our lives somewhere. And God, I pray that you would just increase our appetite for your word, that we would want to dive in and take this challenge for the next five or six weeks and just see what kind of wisdom gets poured into our lives. God, I pray that you would challenge all of us, male or female, 12 years old, 20 years old, 50 or 70 years old, been in church a lot, or if this is the first time back in church in a long time. God, let us all take this journey together. We love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Blessings, guys.